and then she proceeds to make her way back up this cliff. She has no hands. She climbs up this 30-foot cliff. Murders, mysteries, unexplained stories, and our family's crazy opinions on them all. Join us now. The Family School of Thought is in session. Hey, guys. Welcome to uh, this week's edition of the Family School of Thought. Hope everybody's having a fantastic week. We're having uh, really good weather here in Michigan. It's been really nice. It goes up in the 90s today. Mm-hmm. And um, how about you guys? How's your week going? It's good. It's a four-day work week, so that's always fun. What? You probably get lots of time off for the holidays. No. <laughs> but I already work four-day work weeks, so yeah. I work that every week. Yeah. Good. My week Must is actually three and a half days because I have a yeah. Friday. Well, my work week, I had, let's see. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So um, he has two day weeks. <laughs> okay, okay, let's get going this week. Jess, I know you got some fantastic, unbelievable history. I got some history, unexplained mystery facts for you. Um, this one is Raphael's portrait of a young man. Um. I was excited about this one because Odin's oh, really into Ninja Turtles right now. So okay. <laughs> exciting, right? So the artist Raphael's portrait of a young man is touted as the most well-known painting to have ever been stolen by the Nazis during, during World War II. Raphael crafted the work around 1513, and it is thought to be a self-portrait The painting was originally taken after the Nazis invaded Poland in 1939, when numerous valuable paintings from the Karzowski Museum were stolen in private, were, I'm sorry, were hidden in private residences. The um, Gestapo, or Gestapo, yes, thank you, uncovered them and sent them to be included in Hitler's private art collection. Hans Frank, one of Hitler's associates, brought the painting back from Germany to Poland in early 1945 to display in a royal residence. It was in Wawel Castle in Krakow, Poland, and it was there when the portrait of the young man was last seen. Soon after, Frank was arrested for his war crimes. And after the trials, his possessions were surveyed for missing works, but the portrait of the young man was never found. And the painting, if it was re- if it resurfaced today, experts claim that it would be worth more than a hundred million dollars. So, wow. if you have it, maybe you should tell. I'm not it. telling maybe. you. But you know what happens is probably it's in someone's basement right now and they just don't know what they have you know or it's being sold at a garage sale somewhere <laughs> oh god could you imagine yeah but well, i would imagine somebody's got it and i think they probably know who's got you know who what it probably. is probably it's probably some um you know it's probably hidden in some safe somewhere right right so 
Well, there's lots of art that come up missing at missing. that time. Stolen at that time. Yeah. Missing. And jewelry mm -hmm. that the queen was wearing. <laughs> Anyways, it's not good. That. You mean the, the big diamond that's in her, that was in her crown? Mm -hmm. Lots of her jewelry. The blood diamond? The blood lots diamond. of her jewelry came <clears throat> from, was stolen. But anyways. Um, I, before we move on, I just want to re-correct myself. I think I said gazpacho, and it is Gestapo. Um, okay. it, but it was famously I called Gaspacho by uh, yeah. what's her name? Yeah, well, that's yeah. what I screwed up the I first time, and I knew I was going to get it right. So I know, I do want to re-correct myself. That it, it's Gestapo, not Gaspacho. That is a I don't food. know what I said the first time, but it screwed me up. So. You said it right. You you were saying it right when I corrected you, and oh. I said Gaspacho. <laughs> I, was, uh, not gonna, I was just going to let it go. And I know. So I was going to let it go, but I also don't want people to think we actually think it's called gazpacho. 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 Um, so, you got another one? I do have another one, but this one is pretty well known. I think everybody kind of knows it. This one is the Zodiac Killer. I don't know if maybe we should save it, but it's such a well-known story. Um, but between 1968-1969, the Zodiac Killer murdered Five people in Northern California, David Faraday, Betty Lou Jensen, Darlene Farron, Cicely Shepard, and Paul Stein. The Zodiac Killer, one of the most infamous serial killers to successfully evade capture, gained special notoriety by touting the investigators. Following each murder done by either stabbing or shooting, the killer sent letters and cryptograms and containing astrological references to the police and to the media, demanding that they be front page news. And because of this, the Zodiac Killer case has been the subject of countless documentaries, books, and even mainstream movie movies. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, yeah, he's in it. Zodiac movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Only those two got it. Okay. Now um, oh, I lost my spot. Um, <laughs> even with these clues in uh, the victims who survived the attacks by the Zodiac Killer, the identity of the killer continues to elude investigators. Detectives are hopeful that new DNA technology may eventually put the serial killer behind bars even half a century later. An independent group of investigators calling themselves the Case Breakers have claimed that they believe they've identified the killer, but the FBI and local officials have not confirmed the, this assertion, saying that the case remains open. So there you go. I think that's I, I don't think we'll ever really cover the Zodiac Killer on this one, too. I mean, we could we could do a bigger deep dive because it's pretty interesting on that one. But never say never on that one. I know. I guess, you know, I said that about um, Loch Ness Monster and there we go. So <laughs> go. How about, um, you said that they know who it is, but they can't confirm it. No, it's the, um, the case breakers say that they know who it is. So it's a, an investigation group. So they probably but have a, like, they have some key evidence, but not enough to really confirm it. Yes. Or, you know, because you can't just say, oh, 
by the way, Ted well, is the Zodiac killer because it's just slander, you know? And Well, so they have named him, but the person that they oh, named they is deceased. So there is no uh, real way to like kind of test that theory. Yeah. There's no way but he died in 2011. So he was alive for the oh, movie to come out. Yeah. He was alive for all the theories to get. And that's what with the Zodiac killer, a lot of this, because he did the cryptograms and did all the secret codes and stuff like that. He really was in it to become famous as the infamous. Zodiac. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something. But the Golden Gate Killer, you know, it was, he was identified decades Years. later. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, he's alive. No, no, yeah, he's yeah, alive. He's, yeah, he's in prison now. But um, he was identified, or, you know, like really confirmed to be identified through um, genealogy, ancestry, or, yeah, an, ancestry, ancestry. yeah. Um, so through DNA stuff. But I do think that um, I can never remember the comedian's name or his wife. The she wrote the book. Um, Pat Oswald and Pat oh uh, no. McNamara. So, uh, yes, yes. McNamara. <laughs> like so awesome. Tip of my tongue. We've all read the book. It's a great yeah. book. Yes, yes. Um, but I do think that sure. her dedication and like obsessiveness over the Golden Gate Killer um, cases, I think she's the the main reason that they got as oh, far she as is. in the recent history because yeah, uh, her she definitely is. so detailed and I. I gotta look so her name is Michelle McNamara, Michelle and she McNamara. was a true crime like writer. She just blogged right. about true crime, right. basically like what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she got on the case of the Golden State Killer, and he had not been identified. He was still even being called um, the Night Stalker, right? No, because no, that was no, the thing no, no. that he was getting called. The original, yeah, the original Night Stalker. He was. He was being called the original Night Stalker, but that was also being confused with Richard Ramirez, the Night yes, Stalker. Right, yeah, and yeah. so they renamed him the Golden State Killer. And she renamed him. Like she was in the, like she yes, renamed yeah. him the Golden State Killer. And she got involved with uh, like a private detective and some other like detectives that were on like the case, that were still on the case. Yeah. Um, because it hadn't been solved, and this was like in like two thousand and like yeah, when 10, right. 2011. Yeah. Uh, and she basically helped solve the case of who the Golden yeah. State Killer was because she helped the detectives get information, get genealogy, all that stuff. Wow, yeah, it was published. Oh, um, I'll Be Gone in the Dark was published in 2018. Um, so it's it a was- new book. Published. I'll be gone in the I'll be gone in the dark, and it's by Michelle yes. McNamara. And um, but it's it was published in 2018, but I think she started it way before that because she died while she was still writing it. So like the end right. part of the book is un I don't want to say unfinished, but it's it's um, not from her pers- like it's yeah. Not and then her. there's a lot of like stuff that is just blank almost because they didn't know where she was going. Right, right. Well, also, mom, she died before he was identified. Right. So she died from like yeah. exhaustion because she was like so involved in this case. She was taking like medication and stuff. Did we not discuss? We did, we've discussed it many times. I don't know. We, yeah. we probably have discussed it on this podcast before, but yeah. maybe yeah. because I remember talking about it and I couldn't remember if I was talking to you or 
cat or jazz, but it seemed well, like we've all read the book, I think. I, don't read know. The book. I, I have not read that book, oh. but you had it on um, uh, audio or something. It, maybe you were telling me about no, it. I read, I read the book. Um, no. I have the, I, I think I have Jesse's copy of the book, which I can send back <laughs> right. to that. Well, maybe, right. she gave it to maybe me, somebody else and then they give it back so then i gave it to you so, yeah it's, it's made around i didn't read it no. you know i do have a stamp now so from now on all my books will say it's from a library jesse's property yeah Justin stromer's on there oh so, do you yes i do yep so now i, donate, I can did i donate my books yes no, right now right now i really have nowhere to put them so I got a lot of good books. Until we make a library, I have crates and crates of books, but no worry about them. So. Okay. All okay, right. We're Let's off topic. And yeah. I own every book of, you know. Yeah. How about, um, Jess, do you have anything else? To that is yeah. it. Those are the two um, history unexplained mysteries, unexplained mysteries that they have. But so. they could go back and get his DNA or just he's well, that's what I was thinking. I don't they know. Could. They said that they can't, but I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's just they don't have enough proof. They probably right. need more proof they than these like clues like, they're giving them. Right. You know, so, like when did he stop murdering people? He just stopped um, on his own. The Zodiac Killer. I yeah. feel like he did. Well, they they can't prove any other victims, basically. So that doesn't mean that he stopped killing. It just means that he stopped. Uh, like basically confessing to murders because that was the thing is that they only knew it was the same person because he kept confessing to the murders. Yeah, so really the span of his crimes that confirmed is 1968 1969. Oh, but wow. victims, there's a claim, the there's, so there's only been five confirmed deaths, <laughs> injuries. Possibly 20 to 28 total dead, but it, there's a claim of 37 that were killed. Okay. All right. So I'll have to freshen up on that Zodiac killer. Well, there you go. You know what? Maybe we should do a story on that one. Maybe we should. Because it's interesting. And I think yeah. you know, everybody kind of. There's no reason not to. So. Because isn't that odd? I mean, is it. Is it odd that they never did? No. No, because, I mean, if we do the story, I don't want to spoil it too much, but uh, basically that it was oh, a, just on. a really crap job detective-wise. Nobody wanted to work with each other. They probably could have caught him very easily, like, but they Isn't just... the story of, like, every true crime thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunately that, especially back in the own. 70s, they didn't have a lot of, uh, basically, any kind of work to like work around serial killers like that's why there were so many that went unsolved for so long or like oh. didn't get solved until later in the years is because they just have the processing to do it mm -hmm. well you know michelle mcmeyer was very dedicated to solving that case so we could get on this well that one's the golden the golden well State somebody final, has somebody did the, pretty much the same thing one. Oh, well, somebody you did that. You, Michelle McNamara. Well, unfortunately, she's dead, so she can't. No, get I mean us four here could get. Out oh, of oh, I get it. <laughs> I, 
Wow, that was really confusing to me. Went over your head, Jess. But, Dad, somebody already did. That's, like, the whole point of Jesse's fact is that somebody did that. They just can't prove that the person they say did it, did it. <laughs> that, that he is the Zodiac Killer. All right. Okay, Cass, let's hear your song for the week. Sure. Um, so my song this week is a pretty much quintessential, quintessential uh, '90s song, uh, especially a band. Um, if you don't know the song, you know the band. But this is "Spice Up Your Life" by the Spice Girls. By Spice Girls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so this one, this one is more fan theory than it is actual. Um, but uh, so this song is a, like a dancing mix. Uh, it was played in a lot of clubs. It's played to like, you know, when you're you guys, you just got dance, dance it out. You know, that's the whole point of the song, right? Right. Well, some listeners have claimed that this is not about dancing. That this song is about crystal meth and doing crystal math and cooking crystal math. Um, and it's specifically because of some of the lyrics in the chorus, which are slam it to the left, yeah. shake it to the right, which is a common phrase used in cooking meth. And it has gone so far as to be in the show Breaking Bad in the third season. And people have said that that is why they made the song. Is it about cooking meth? Wow. Crazy. Never been confirmed. Never been confirmed, but many people say that this is in exact directions to cooking meth. I don't know what that means. Never cooked meth before. But if you slam it to the left and shake it to the right, you cook meth. I am, I am not up on my Spice Girls music either. <laughs> well, this is a really good song. Yep. I mean, Spice Girls, especially their, you know, their first album. I owned the CD. You did? I did. Um, I got it from one of our family members who brought it because it was one of the demos that I think when they were oh, being yeah. released in the United mm -hmm. States. And so I pulled it out of a box because it was a bunch of girls. And lo and behold, it became, you know, a lifestyle. Yeah. So. You know, a lot of um, good music came about us that way. I remember mm -hmm. getting the Chicks mm -hmm. CD. I'm like, who's the Dixie Chicks? Yeah. Yep. And that's oh. what I'm like, who's the Spice Girls? I've never heard of them. I don't know. You know, like whenever they first came out. That was but, always uh, fun. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, I probably I didn't like the Spice Girls when I did hear them. Dixie Chicks, I did. But anyways, well, Spice um, Girls. Well, you gotta spice up your life. Yeah, they even have a movie. Yeah, it was a strange movie, but it is a movie. <laughs> I mean, look at their music videos; they're all a little, a little strange. So. <laughs> uh, that's your song for the week. Spice up your life. Okay. Is it my about math or is it about dancing? I don't know. My my question is, which Spice Girl are you? Sporty, duh. What are you, Jeff? Ginger. I I did dress up as Ginger Spice for homecoming week in high school because I had bright red hair, but that was it. <laughs> well, if you were not part of a girl group that designated each part person as a Spice Girl, you weren't really friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm totally growing up in the nineties. There you go. <laughs> Don't know. Crazy. I feel like I had something to say about that, but now I forgot. I had been, it would have been about when I was like Danielle's age. 97. No, yeah, it was released in 97. Well, all those girls are still looking good, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Who's the one that's married to the soccer player? That's Posh Spice. Victoria. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Well, that was very interesting. Okay. Uh, Cass, I think you're up this week, I mean, right? I am up this week. Okay. Um, and I kind of have a gruesome one. Um, it's pretty bad, but it is a survival story. So, oh, good. I like that, but I don't like you know. Stuff. We'll see. We'll see if you'll you're like it. You're, you're spicing it up with the Spice Girls. I'm spicing it up with the gruesome. Hey, before we get going, Jesse, do you have anything you want to tell our listeners? What? Like, share, and subscribe. Yes, hit that like button. We really need it, and um, share our our podcast with everybody you know. Make it sound really interesting. Mm-hmm. It is really. I think that's our job, to be honest. Well, I know. They, but tell your they don't friends, know what they're missing. Tell them you, you just you're riveted to it, and you can't wait for each week to come out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. And subscribe okay. so you don't and miss subscribe. an episode. We need some right. listeners. And and if anybody's got an idea on how we can figure out overall our listeners, that would be great. Not just or uh, or if you you know if you have a story idea, give us a shout out. Send right. us an email at the family school of thought at gmail.com. Very good. Very good. There you go. Okay, Cass. Perfect. Let's hear your story. All right. So this is the survival story of Mary Vincent. Mary was born in 1963. Um, She was one of seven children. Um, And when she was around 15 years old uh, in 1978, she ran away from home because of her, her parents' messy divorce Um, And she lived on the streets for a while um, and then later hitchhiked um, from Las Vegas, where she lived, to California, where she had relatives. I think her grandfather was where she went. Um, And she lived with him for some time um, before she became homesick and she wanted to hitchhike back home. Mind you, she's 15 years old. Um, Mary was hitchhiking home to Las Vegas um, from California. Um, She was actually in Berkeley, California, um, where she was flagging down cars. Um, She also was had, I don't think she was like traveling with them, but there was two hitchhikers at the time with her um, that were also flagging down cars. Um, And she was very, very tired. Um, She said she was exhausted. Um, And at the time, an old man in a van pulls up, um, and this is going to be Lawrence Singleton. Um, he tells all three of the hitchhikers that he only has room in his van for one person. Um, and this immediately sends off red flags um, to the other two hitchhikers. 
Um, they don't want Mary to get in the van, um, but she's exhausted and she just wants to go home. Um, so she's too tired to really complain about it. Um, and he seems old and nice. Um, she says she reminded him of a grandfather. Um, so she gets in the car and leaves with him. Um, and he says that he will take her to Los Angeles. Um, but apparently she said that he claimed he was going to Reno and she's going to Las Vegas. So she didn't really understand why he could only take her to Las Vegas or um, to Los Angeles. But again, she gets in the van anyway. Um, she pretty much immediately falls asleep. She's so tired. Um, and when she awakes, she notices that he has gone the completely wrong direction. Um, and she confronts him about it. She says, this is not where you told me you were going to go. You told me you were going to take me to Los Angeles. And they were like out in the middle of nowhere in the desert. Um, and he says, oh, you know, it was a mistake. I'm really sorry. Um, I'll turn around, no problem. Um, but I just need to go to the bathroom real quick. So he gets out of the van, goes out of her vision sight, basically. Um, and she kind of, she realizes like, this probably was a big mistake. Um, she gets very uncomfortable, um, but she thinks, you know, he's old and he's not very fit. So she'll just try to escape. She'll just try to get away from him. So she also gets out of the van. Um, and I think they, they said she was gonna tie her shoe basically to, so she could start running. Um, before, before she can do that, she is knocked unconscious by Lawrence, who has hit her over the head with a sledgehammer. Ah. Um, when she regains conscious again, um, she is being she's tied up and being raped by Lawrence in the back of his van. Um, she begs Lawrence um, to stop, to take her home. She just wants to go home. Um, but he doesn't stop. Um, he rapes her for a very long time, pretty much all night. Um, but once he is finished, he lets her out of the van and she thinks she's going to be able to go home. Um, instead, he grabs a hatchet and proceeds to chop off both of her arms at just below the elbow. Oh. Or I think just above the elbow. Um, Mary goes into shock pretty much immediately. She has she can't really fathom what has just happened. Um, she said she had like grabbed onto him and so all of a sudden she was on the ground and she couldn't really understand what happened. Um, and he was like trying to basically get her hand, which had been like stuck to his arm, which had been grabbing his arm off of his arm. Um, but she's in shock. She can't really understand what's going on. Um, and he actually picks her up and throws her down a 30 foot cliff ravine and drives off, leaving her for dead. Um, but she does survive the fall. Um, obviously, this is a survival story. Um, but she knows that she, like, she has, like, her forearms are basically cut off. And she has to stop the bleeding. She's bleeding profusely. She's at the bottom of this ravine. She has broken ribs. Um, so she basically takes the ends of the bleeding ends of her arms and sticks them in mud to make them like crust crusted mud pack and stop the bleeding or slow the bleeding at least. And, and then she proceeds to 
make her way back up this cliff. She has no hands. She climbs up this 30 foot cliff and it takes all day. Takes hours and hours and hours to make it up this cliff, but she makes it up. She makes it to the road. She's well, the road that she's on is basically just like a, a, like a, it's a, like a dirt, not a dirt road, but it's basically like a back road. Um, but she can hear traffic from like the interstate basically. So it's like just off of the highway. Um, so she starts walking and she walks about three miles um, along the road, trying to find any like cars or anybody to pass by. Mind you, she is naked, covered in blood and has both of her arms chopped off. Um, she says the first car that she sees, um, it, like basically stop, take a, like took one look at her and sped off. Um, and she, she has come forward to say like, she does not blame them at all. She looked like she was out of a horror film. Like she wouldn't have stopped for them or for her, but they drive away. Um, and then soon after, um, a couple on their honeymoon who had taken the wrong exit and were trying to find their way back to the interstate, drive past her, um, stop and stop. Well, they say stop. So they stop um, and pick her up and basically take her to, they call emergency services. Like they get to a payphone and basically call an emergency and she is airlifted to a hospital. So they save her life. Um, and she has lost, so she gets to the hospital, she's airlifted to the hospital. She has lost half of the blood in her body. But even still, she says, like, she refuses to, like, go to sleep, like, basically put, like, go under, be put to sleep until she talks to police. Um, and she gives them such a good description of Lawrence that the picture that they draw, like the sketch artist draws, is when they put it on the news, Lawrence's own neighbor, who he was friendly with, saw the picture immediately and said, that's Lawrence Singleton and turned him into the police. And so he is arrested and he is um, sent to jail basically. Um, and I think he has yet to basically confess that he um, tried to murder her um, I think he even says that he knew, he was in the van with multiple guys. She was in there with like, you know, she was basically selling herself uh, and that's why she was in the van. Um, and that he wasn't the one to amputate her arms and throw her down the cliff. It was his friend, which obviously is a lie because he calls his friend Larry, which it's seems like a nickname for Lawrence. Yeah. Um, but he is still arrested and he is sent to trial only six months after this horrifying attack, Mary Vincent, who is again, maybe 16 at this time, you know, she's maybe 16 years old. She faces off against Lawrence in court when she testifies against him. Um, and her test her testifying basically sealed his conviction. Um, uh, so he is convicted of kidnapping, rape, mayhem, and sodomy. 
1979. Um, shortly after she tests, or like, I think like as she's leaving the stand, he, Lawrence Singleton looks at Mary Vincent and says, if it's the last thing I do, I will finish the job. Um, but still, she stands strong. 16 year old against, I think at the time he was like 60. Mm -hmm. um, and he is convicted. The max sentence at this time for all of those charges, rape, sodomy, mayhem, kidnapping, I don't attempted know. murder, I'm sure. Um, all of them in California at the time, the maximum sentence was 14 years in prison. Oh maximum, maximum. Uh, and the judge at the time did say if she could, I, I don't know if it was a she, the judge said at the time, if they could give him life in prison, they would. Some reason they can't, I don't know. Um, but it gets worse because maximum 14 years, Lawrence only serves eight years of that sentence. Uh, and he is paroled on good behavior. Of course. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, Thankfully, during his parole, they tried to look like they basically tried to put him in multiple locations in California. Um, and each location that they tried to place him in, he is basically run out of town by the residents once they find out he is there because all of California is overly upset that he is out of jail, yeah. that he only got 14 years to begin with and then that they yeah. paroled him to begin with. Um, so every town that they try to put him, to place him in for parole, they run him out of town, they riot, they protest. Um, so he is eventually, basically, they just move a trailer home onto the grounds of San Quentin Prison, which is where he had served eight years, um, and have him live there for his entire parole. Um, but he is still paroled. Once parole is done, um, he is free to go. So he moves to Tampa, Florida, which is where he had grown up. Um, but again, he is not received well. Um, once the townspeople there find out he has moved in, um, he is threatened. A bomb goes off near his house. Um, he is bribed by multiple people to leave Tampa. So again, still residents, once they find out he is there, try to get him out. Um, they try to move him away. Um, and I think he does end up leaving Tampa, um, but he's still in Florida um, and he is arrested a couple times for like petty theft, stupid things. Um, but in 1997, um, just a couple years under 10 years after he assaulted Mary Vincent, Lawrence's neighbor calls police to report that he is assaulting a woman inside his home. When police arrive, Lawrence answers the door covered in blood uh, oh. and they find the dead body of Raxanne Haynes, who was brutally stabbed to death in his bed. So once again, he goes to jail. Once again, he is put up for trial. And Mary Vincent, who is now 34, um, she has to travel to Florida and once again, testify against him. Once again, 
basically make sure he gets to put in jail. Um, thankfully, after a short deliberation, um, he is sentenced to death in Tampa, Florida. But um, just four years after his conviction, he ends up dying in prison um, of cancer. So he was never put to death by the government. He is now dead. He died in 2001. Was justice served? I don't know. He was convicted. So I guess no, there's that. definitely was not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Mary has since become a victim's advocate. Um, she is also an artist. She does a lot of painting in her downtime. Um, and she actually has customized her own prosthesis, um, prosthetic arms. Um, and she, one of her hobbies is bowling. So she actually has a specific prosthetic for bowling. Um, but she does a lot for victims of abuse and domestic violence and assault. She oftentimes will go and do motivational speeches at, you know, women in power conventions, stuff like that. Um, so thankfully she's living a very good life. Um, and because of Lawrence Singleton's parole, California actually passed um, legislature in 1987, which carries, um, it's called the Singleton Bill, which now carries at least a 25 to life sentence um, for yeah. violent offenders. So something good uh, came out of it. Yes, and they also um, prevent it, this bill. I, I don't know if it's this bill or a different legislature, but it came out around the same time um, that prevents um, violent offenders from getting early release. Nice. So, yeah. This is a very gruesome survival story of a young woman, Mary Vincent, but it does have a very good outcome in most most of the stuff. Yeah, he should have never been paroled. But prison, the other girl would have been alive. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you have a picture that you can share with us? Of Mary? Yeah. He looks like um, I don't have one of Mary. Um, but it's surprising oh, since we talked about Did you draw a sketch of her? Yeah. So right Mary there. Vincent is on the side. Um, she's a very lovely woman. Um, the other, the guy on the opposite side is obviously Lawrence Singleton. Um, let me see this one right here. But yeah, yeah, she looks like a nice lady. Yes, nice young girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, wow. No. Absolutely. And this actually is so. This happened around 1978. Um, so it was like right around the same time as the Golden State Killer and a lot of like the Zodiac Night stalkers were present in California. And did um, the other two hitchhikers um, testify against him? I, mean, I don't know if they testified against him and I don't really know if they were like ever really identified. identified so all this story basically comes from her and i think she basically said like they told her like i don't know if they were ever identified but she said like they did not want me to get in the van yeah hmm. they knew right here i'm going to share my screen because i was just looking too um the, the uh it's the sketch drawings 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so, so that's what I was going to say is that so this picture, the sketch looks a lot like the Zodiac Killer that they sketched as well. So like it was like that during that time and like he had the very same look as um, a, another sketch drawing of Zodiac Killer. But this was the sketch drawing that basically the neighbor saw and was like, no, that's Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm going to say, let me. Well, I was going to look for that picture that mom just had up. Oh, yeah, there we go. Here, I'm going to share my screen again. Because I wonder if I can. Yeah. So that's the picture of him that mom was just showing. Yeah. So that that sketch drawing was actually a pretty good sketch. Yeah. Right. Really. I don't, know. I don't know if you can see. Yeah, I can see. It's smart um, girl. I switched smart girl. I switched to share this tab instead. Okay. So there's the sketch. Am I doing that right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's the sketch. And then, oops, I did the wrong thing. And thank goodness for the neighbor calling right. the police yeah. for the second time to turn him in. Well, I don't think it was, I don't think it was the same neighbor both times. I think oh, he no. just, one, no. was, one, he he lived, one was when he lived in California and the other was when he lived in Florida. Oh, well, how did they know that he was killing her? Or, I mean, the, the neighbor. It was a new neighbor. Oh. So his neighbor at the time called police and said something. I don't think maybe they didn't know it, who it, it was. It was probably they, a domestic disturbance. Yeah, domestic they just called it in. And it just happened to be Lauren Singleton. Oh. So sad. Yeah, but she survived. So. She survived, yes. Yeah, she survived. But just goes to show you, young girls should not go off on their own. Cassie, well, anybody shouldn't go off on their own. Yeah, anybody. No, right, exactly. Could be male, female. Mm -hmm. be, look at Jeffrey Dahmer. He didn't murder women. That's nope. for sure. But that's why you should always have identifying marks because that is why they think that he cut her hand off was to get rid of fingerprints. Mm. Um, but you always have identifying marks. You get tattoos. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer didn't like tattoos. He wouldn't eat tattoos. So <laughs> when you're tattooed oh. and you have identifying marks, you they can't, marks. they don't get to. Yeah. Well, or you just have scars. Lots of scars. Everybody has scars. Who's going to have a tattoo? Not in specific areas. Mm -hmm. Don't go out and get scars. Get tattoos. No. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funner? A scar or a tattoo? Well. Usually scars have a better story. But. Friends. What? Where you go to get your tattoo? Maybe. 
Well, there you go. That's your story. Short, swift. Right. That's a good one, though. That yeah, was a good one. Yeah. This is actually one of like the ones that I've known about forever, and I wanted to do forever, but I never. I always picked something else instead. So now um, you know why I'm good so, so anxious about you being by yourself. You understand my. You don't have to tell the world I'm by myself. You don't have to tell really, You know, if they ever seen your roommate, they would run for their lives. Yeah. Right. 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 I mean, right. He's a pretty angry looking guy. Right. <laughs> But I know, but I mean, you got a roommate, but I don't like that you're way out there. Mm hmm. Huh? Okay. Huh? Things can happen in Michigan. Things can, you well, know, they just because you're safe at home doesn't mean it's you're any less yeah. likely. Things can happen in the grocery store. I know. I've followed in the grocery store before. Not you watch that? And that's why I always say you should call your mother daily. Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> call your mother. But it daily. is crazy that like, how much I mean, I still don't think crimes committed against women have good like you know, sentencing structure, but right. It is crazy to think that like back in 19 78, 79, the worst that they could do is give you 14 years, and a judge would say, like, well, I wish I could do more, but that's right. all I can give you for an attempted murder, kidnapping, and rape. And dismembering. And dismembering. And dismembering. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I mean, That is crazy. If I would have been her, I think the, the results would have been a lot different. I don't know that he would have went to prison. Well, she definitely would have been, she, she wouldn't have been caught red-handed. Gosh. <laughs> oh, that was bad. That was a bad job. That was really bad. Oh. I don't know. I mean, she, I think she did an I amazing think she did job. Pretty, yeah. yeah the fact that she, she was, you know, 16 years and old. To know that, and, and to know that she put mud all over to get him convicted. Bleeding, I mean, yeah. I mean, she yeah. was very smart because yes. she could have blood to death. Yeah. yeah, smart and fearless because. Right. Well, especially think about. Yeah. You, you have to like go against them in court and see them and stay in your Not only that. But then they get paroled eight years after this. Yeah. And you basically have to wonder, like, he just, he told her, you know, yeah. I'm gonna if it's the last thing I'll do, I'll kill you. And he gets paroled. And she probably just spent years wondering when he was going to show up. Right, right. And then they have to look over your shoulders everywhere you go. Right. Mm -hmm. For the rest of your life and or until he, you know, you hear that he, he died. Yeah. Yeah, right. So... But she still, you know, all those years later, still decided to go and testify against him. So she still stood her ground, stood right. against him. 
and that's good. That's good. But to have to face that all over again and bring yeah. it back to your memory and everything that he'd done right. to her. And, I mean, right. to have to go through that twice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, three times, really. I mean, three. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Three. They should have to revisit it. her to a Taylor Swift concert. Why? Then she would have forgot all about it. <laughs> Haven't you heard this new phenomenon? That no. All these people that go to Taylor Swift's concert. They forget all their troubles? They forget. No, they forget the concert. Yeah, I don't think that's true. No, no it's a big phenomenon. They all hmm. go. They're all excited. Did you read that on The Onion? And then the next well, day, it was on the, on the news. national news today and this morning. It's 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 been all over the news since her concert on Friday night. It was a right. phenomenal three hour show. And these girls can't remember going. And, and everybody didn't go. Everybody is talking and maybe they told their parents that they were going to go, yeah. and they and decided not to, and now they came up with a story of why they can't remember. Yeah, it's a real thing. Well, no, these stars—it's not—it's not young kids; it's stars that are talking like this. Well, it, it's a real it's thing. People that There's are a name for it work. when you get so overly excited about stuff. You black out. You, bla you, you black. You forget it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't that. know. I've heard that story. No, <laughs> you let me get excited, please. The same. All right. That was a good one, Cass. That's very good. Well, I guess, you know, and I'm, glad that, I'm, I'm glad that it was a happy ending because, yeah. like, stuff like that. She's doing well. So. And she's doing well. Yeah. And and, and helping other people. Helping right. Other victims. So right. that's, you know, that's wonderful. I agree. I agree. Because our world is a cruel place. Yes, it is. All right, guys. Yeah. Cash, you got anything else to add to it? You guys got any? Last thoughts. And is she living close to home? Or she, you know, uh, did, I think she still she lives in Las Vegas. Oh, she's I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think she went back. Does her dad like to this day say, "I told you"? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. She. I. I highly doubt it, but I don't know. Um, wasn't hitchhiking in the late right 60s. right like it was just like a, such a common thing like there was two hitchhikers with her at the time that she had never met before um right. it was such a common thing no the only thing it really says about you know her afterlife is that you know that she went into she became an artist did the um victims right advocate um and then she got married um had two young boys um and then she did divorce her husband but that's about it That's something. Wow. So how long was she married? Did it say? 
10 years. Shut up. What did her husband do for a living? I don't know. What are her kids' names? Sure, it's sad. I don't know. Why did they get divorced? Um, probably because it was a pretty traumatic life for her. And so, yeah, I think it's a I understand. Because she realized that her happiness does not come from a man. So she divorced yeah. them. Yeah. Happiness she creates her own happiness. Yeah. Right. Yes, sir. Who does her hair? Sharon. Or not Sharon. Um, I don't know. Who does her nails? Don't know. <laughs> Probably herself. That's not nice. No, it's not. But how long were they married? I enough to have two boys. Hmm. Hmm. So and that they probably, even actually married a lot of trauma right there. Yeah. Okay, guys, let's wrap this up. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. Again, hit that like button. We'd really appreciate it. Share our site with everybody you know. Make it sound more fascinating and exciting than it is well we are fascinating and excited we are fascinating and remember it's our take on these things yeah our opinions mm-hmm. so we're looking for your take on these things too. And, and subscribe so you never miss an episode right. all right we'll see you next week guys bye bye